0: To the I Am a Feminine Leader podcast: conversations with women who have transformed challenging life experiences into powerful lessons that have inspired community building in all aspects of their lives. I am your host, Michelle Harsayeghnesit, community design and impact specialist, here to activate the community builder in you with inspiring stories, practical tools, and strategies that anyone with passion and vision for community building can use to amplify their impact. Let's get started, shall we? Hey, hey! Hello, friends! Welcome back to the show. This week, I want to shake things up a bit. I want to talk about Social media and how it has shaped and influenced community building today. And I'm also going to share some of my own personal experiences and opinions about social media as it relates to community building. And here's the big disruptor why I am not a social media person and I do not consider social media to be. A way to cultivate community. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. Slow down before you get all up and say, no, Michelle, you're wrong. Social media is a community. Let me just clarify one thing right off the bat. There are ways to measure and to construct social media usage and platforms to cultivate community. I'm not saying that social media is not a community initiative or a way to engage communities. What I'm saying is that social media is not a substitute for community building at large. It is not the only way to build community, and it is only one small piece of your Greater Magnificent Community Building Blueprint. So let's settle in. Let's open and expand our minds to what is possible for us when we explore something that maybe is new or unfamiliar. And let's get real with what social media truly is and begin to explore and ask ourselves what it means to us Because like I've been asking all of you listeners every single episode is, what does this mean to you? How does this resonate? How does this apply and integrate into your life? Because I mean it when I say that I am not the expert. You know, there is a reason why. There are so many different kinds of communities out there. It's because our diversity is what makes us stronger. The diversity of thought, the diversity of our history and ancestry, the diversity of our skill sets and passions and purposes. So, depending on what age or stage of life you're in, or what your professional circumstances are, whether you're employed or not, it really doesn't matter social media is going to play a unique role in your life and it's also going to have a unique utility and functionality for your goals and objectives so that is what we're going to talk about in this episode and if you have something to contribute to the conversation let me know comment in the facebook page send me an email with your thoughts or even better submit a request to be a guest on the podcast and share your community building stories, your social media success stories, because all of that is going to just elevate the impact of all of the different discussions and conversations that we're hosting here on this podcast. So in today's episode, this is my opinion. This is my perspective and experience. It is literally the tip of the iceberg. So, I welcome all of you to share your thoughts and insights so that we can formulate a really cohesive analysis of social media and its applications in community building today. So, I was born in the 80s and I spent my adolescence in the 90s and early 2000s, a time when social media was just being formed and incepted. And also when I was eight years old, social media didn't even exist yet. So growing up in my small rural Alberta town and the community work that I did there with my grandmother and my mother was completely uninfluenced by social media as we know it today. Everything that we built and constructed, all of the service that we provided, all of the connections we made were from in-person interactions, creating events, and, and using our hands and our energy to create impact. So it was a very tangible form and expression of community service and community spirit which I am so, so grateful every single day for having had the experience because today, and this is my opinion, the younger generation is never going to experience community building the way that I have before the social media era. And it's not to say that there aren't unique and really innovative opportunities for youth today to cultivate community it's just going to forever be changed the mindset of what is community what is engagement how do we know that we're serving our community and how do we ensure that as community builders that we are bringing our best selves forward and aligning our purpose with performance in the most meaningful way for us and the collective So before Facebook, before Instagram, before WhatsApp and FaceTime and Zoom and Snapchat and even SharePoint and platforms like Mighty Networks. And honestly, there's so many out there today. I cannot even list them all. All of these platforms provide a container for engagement to be Activated, engaged, and nurtured. But they, just like a building, a library, a school, a workplace, they are also fleeting. All of these platforms are incredible opportunities for people from all over the world to come together in community, to unify like it was not possible before the social media and internet era. So perhaps my eight-year-old self could have been a part of youth groups in Africa or in Australia or in Europe through social media and the internet. But at that time when I was growing up, community building was much more centralized and localized to my specific geographic location and even quite specifically to my school. So there's the pros and cons to both community strategies. Because when you focus on a localized geographic location or organization or group, you are laser focused on that group. And it is completely and holistically tailored and catered to serve the few in that group so that they can radiate their leadership and their impact outward into the collective. So it's a very localized, very focused, laser sharp engagement strategy on those people. And it could be as little as three people or as many as a hundred. But the differentiating factor is that geographic, or if you want to say spatial location of the community. What social media and the internet provide is a much broader boundary in your community blueprint and in the demographics of your community. So when you are supporting and nurturing and building community on a digital medium like social media and the internet, you are going to be touching and speaking to and influencing community builders from all corners of the world. And even if your purpose and mandate has a very localized objective, you can still engage people from anywhere. Because your message, your leadership voice, your mission, everything is broadcasts for all the world to experience and to receive. The negative side of that, though, is that you can get stuck in the hamster wheel of trying to appease or please people who are not your ideal member. You might be tailoring your content or or watering down your mission to appeal to the masses and that is that is one of the elements of social media that i don't agree with that i feel reduces the value and the impact of community as a as a medium and a platform when you are formulating your community blueprint and your community strategy you have to holistically consider every single element of your purpose and your objective to be able to target and to nurture every element equally. So if your community is purely online, and your goal and objective is to engage people from all over the world, and you're not necessarily looking at making localized impact for specific communities or neighborhoods or institutions, you just want to engage like-minded people and create space for exploration and dialogue to occur. Social media is an excellent way to do that. But if you're planning an event or if you want to feel a stronger sense of community spirit where you live, you know, when you're walking down the street or in your school or your workplace, social media can complement those objectives. but. It cannot be the only way that you seek to activate your community and to create impact. It cannot be the only way. It is a complement. So that is the mind shift that I hope is kind of landing for you right now, is differentiating the difference between a localized community impact strategy and a aggregate or collective community engagement strategy. Because both have tremendous potential and possibility to change the lives of of others so that you can still master something really amazing together in community and achieve something as a collective that you would not be able to achieve on your own. Because as I've said in previous episodes, that is what community is. It is action. Community is a verb. So if what you're putting out there is activating, is is inspiring others to stand up and to lead, then the platform and the medium or the environment that you do that in must support that greater objective and goal. So the other thing that I am also kind of iffy about or you know, I have I guess a love-hate relationship with social media is engagement. Social media is used as a way to measure engagement. It is a measurement tool that can be quantified and forecasted and evaluated so that business goals and objectives can be validated and, and optimized. So one thing that we hear a lot about, not just pers- and not just in the corporate world, but even personally, is that our followers. How many followers do you have? So when social media is used as a quantitative measurement tool, we are then measuring our community spirit, our level of impact, based on metrics that social media uses to define your impact, which are likes, comments, shares, followers, all of these numbers that we see every single day in our social media feed, which, you know, subconsciously, we don't really think much about, you know, we might think, okay, you know, I have 500 followers, or I have 50,000 followers, you know, this is my community, but what I'm really challenging you to consider is, what is your actual rate of engagement on your social media feed? Because let me tell you a little secret. Followers do not necessarily reflect the power and the value of your impact. Followers, wait for it, Drum roll. <laughs> Followers can be bought. Followers can be automated through robots. There is an entire industry of people out there who specialize in gathering automated bots or social media accounts that can add to the number of your followers to provide a snapshot of what your impact is, but they are not real. So a few things I want to leave you with today, because we are going to dig deeper into this subject in future episodes. And I am also super excited to bring in some of my partners and collaborators into the conversation who have so much expertise in this area that can help us to broaden and explore our awareness in this area. I want to leave you with some homework designed to help you discern what social media means for you, how it is serving your vision, purpose, and community, and explore the ways that you may be able to make some changes to embody a greater sense of community through social media. So the first thing is If you have a pen and paper, grab it, and you can journal or write some notes about this as you're thinking and reflecting. I want you to ask yourself, does it feel good in my body to engage in social media? Does it feel nurturing and supportive to consume social media content and Is the content that I am publishing on social media completely and fully aligned with my purpose? So these three questions on the surface might seem pretty simple, but the complexity of them, the nuance of them, is so vast. So when you are writing your notes, write down what comes into your mind automatically. Don't overthink it. But then let it rest, let it sit for a day or two, and then go back and reflect on what you wrote. Integrate it, feel how it feels in your body, and then build from there. And if you do this a couple times, eventually you will reach a point in this exercise where you will feel that it is complete and you have fully answered these questions from your heart and soul. Because I dare you Go onto my Instagram and check out how many followers I have. I dare you. (laughs) It's pretty small potatoes in comparison to some other feeds. But let me tell you as well that the people on my feed are my people. They are my community. And it is rich and it is meaningful and every single follower that I have is someone that I have either personally connected with, they are a loved one or a family member, or they are someone that contributes to my conversations that I create on my feed. So that is really the goal of social media for me is to feel that reciprocity, to feel that love and that give and take and that support. Because I don't engage in social media to be seen, to be liked, to be shared. I engage in social media because it feels good to do it my way. So thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I am so excited to hear your feedback about this. So please don't be shy. Go to the Facebook page and leave your comments. And if you have a social media success story that you want to share? Send me your completed guest enrollment form and let's get your voice heard on future episodes. And I hope that this episode has inspired you to consider what soulful community through social media can look like for you.